Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. Welcome to another edition of Around the Coin, the premier podcast for all things banking, payments, and fintech. Here are your hosts, Mike Townsend, Brian Romley, and Faisal Khan. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Around the Coin. We're back from a couple weeks out, and we have the three of us here, Brian, Faisal, myself, Mike here. Uh, we'll kind of kick it off with a little updates and see how everyone's doing. Brian, we had a great pre-show, talked about everything and anything. How have you been, my man? I've been doing wonderful. I've uh, been busy uh, up at Apple last week, kind of a little bit of vent that they had, and uh, we'll talk about that in the show later. Uh, but um, been doing well. What, what have you been up to? You've been on a, some kind of long journey, it sounds like. Yeah, I've been traveling around the last few weekends, and we didn't get a chance to do a show, unfortunately, but so much has been going on. I'm, I'm really super excited to get on today and just kind of catch up on everything. I've um, <clears throat> been focusing a lot at Home Hero, myself, on triathlons, so it's been a busy, busy few weeks. Uh, Faisal, how have you been, man? I've been good, good, good. Been reading up a lot. Uh, that's my new, <laughs> I guess, rekindled passion of late. Yeah, reading up on history and banking and everything else, so I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. And I heard it's good to be Faisal was telling good me to be back on the mic. Yeah, well, you guys were on the mic last week, but I wasn't here, so you guys Not had official. a four-hour pre-show and then didn't air anything for anyone. So we went on a pre-show, um, and <laughs> you know, it started okay, uh, one hour, two hours. It was three hours and twenty minutes. And then I told Brian, I said, Brian, you know, I have to get off and there's no way we're going to record a show after this. Uh, but it was an amazing show. Although, you know, we can't, <clears throat> needless to say, we can't discuss what we discussed, but it was a yes. great bloody yes. show. Yes. <laughs> One of these days. Uh, yes. But uh, it was amazing. And, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners don't know our pre-show um, routine. It probably is more important than the show itself. And uh, we've become amazing friends through this little podcast and uh, share a lot mm-hmm. of information we think uh, is quite important. Yeah, I think like, one uh, of these days we just have to leak it out, you know? That's the only <laughs> way people will get to know about it. Yeah, well, I, I, I think in the future we'll find an organized way to channel some of those energies. Um, you know, it, it, information is interesting, you know, but wisdom is even tougher. You know, we're awash in information, but we are anemic with wisdom, and I think we talk more about wisdom than information. Mm, yeah, you check out the episode before this on the Wisdom and Philosophy podcast. That was one of my favorites. Uh, but today we've got a really exciting lineup. We're going to talk about the new iPhone 7 release. We're going to talk about 
uh, all sorts of things coming up. Um, Brian, do you want to kick us off with uh, Apple's new announcement, which uh, kind of really carried a boom across Silicon Valley, I think, with its implications? Yes, uh, it is an interesting time. Apple is on a mission to try to be a curator of the future. That's why we buy their products. In this curation process, it requires them to look at the arc of every technology they put into that phone because it has very limited re- uh, uh, you know, uh, retail, uh, sorry, real estate space. They look at the arc of where things are going and where things have gone, and they have to make choices. And those choices are sometimes tough. The choices that Apple has, has been making span all the way back into the 1970s. Uh, we can jump across uh, the RS-232 adapter being removed, the IEEE-488 uh, parallel port being removed. We can talk about uh, optical drives, floppy drives. Uh, we can talk about all these different technologies that were on their waning level of the arc of their existence rather than their ascent. It takes a lot not to bloat your devices with every possible port to please every possible person. And Apple has, um, in my view, has been radically successful, insanely successful in predicting the future or guiding that future. Um, The iPhone, for example, predicted that tiny keyboards were useless in people's lives. And if you were alive and, and aware in that epoch, you would have experienced the tremendous, vicious arguments over tapping on glass and sausage fingers and big fingers and I'm big and I can't tap on glass arguments, keep my BlackBerry, please, narratives. And if you would have believed in that moment in time by the media and by the uproar, we would have imagined that Apple blundered. In fact, I could do this, but there's better use of anybody's time. I can surface thousands of articles from the the great Google of of uh, search and maybe Wayback Machine because some people are extremely embarrassed over the positions they held in 2005, six, and seven. Uh, and uh, you know this, you know, listen, people are human; they make mistakes. Some people try to erase those mistakes by saying that Apple is going to fail miserably by removing keyboards. So Steve Jobs really began this courageous uh, aspect of reductionism to their devices. Uh, The very first Mac was the study of reductionism. There was no ports that that you could um, utilize inside the very first Mac. Everything was exterior. I mean, there were no uh, card uh, slots. This was heretical. It was insanity uh, that anybody would produce an appliance-like device that people could just plug in and use. But by curating the limitations of a device correctly, you're creating a uh, momentum for that device that allows it for wider adoption. For example, Macintosh devices were so much faster in setting up on the internet in the infancy of the internet. While you know you had to load up TCIP stacks and window wind socks and all these different things on Windows computers, you just plugged in a Mac and it got on the internet. Uh, and, and I, I can feel go like on Brian, and on. don't you think the adapters kind of solve a lot of the problems with the Mac? Of course. You know, you, there's of course. always an adapter. And, but but beyond that, 
Apple is not only giving you an adapter, they're giving you a lightning-ready uh, earpod headphone capability. Uh, a really good research um, researcher, Ben, who runs Tech Opinions on, uh, on Twitter this morning, pointed out that 80% or more of iPhone users default to the inbox earpods uh, for their primary use case. Now, obviously, autophiles are going to use much more sophisticated systems, of course. But if, in fact, that is true, and I believe it is to be true empirically, then this is a moot point. People will take out the headphone adapters, the headphone that comes in the box, and they plug it in, and they use it, and we're done with it. Okay, then the argument is I like to charge my phone, and I like to use my headphones at the same time. A couple of solutions, and they're simple. The simplicity is of a wire or via adapter and what is it going to be four or five six bucks in quantity it doesn't matter so anyway about predicting the future it it takes courage and and uh phil schiller got a lot of a lot of negative uh press on this and i surfaced a video from steve jobs uh interviewed at the d8 conference with kara swisher and mott wasberg the red chair interview incredible incredible journalists and and we're really a treasure to have these folks create these interviews because I think they are the record, the interview of record for the future. So we go back in the time capsule and there's Steve Jobs saying why they're not supporting uh, Flash inside the iPhone and why they're not doing all these things that are just make people not just mad, but rip-roaring angry. And he said, you know, at the end of it, people choose Apple uh, and they buy the products if they like it. And if they don't, they don't. I mean, they make a decision and you get to vote with your wallet. So far, the world has been voting for Apple, even even if some people come along belly aching along the way. It's, so, were there, it's, it's nature. Brian? Do you think the is really the boom is really all about the not having the iPhone jack? I mean, is there anything else uh, well, we're missing? Oh uh, no, 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 no. There, there's the a lot to this. <clears throat> Well, it, well, first off, that that jack is a hundred years old. Last updated about fifty years. Uh, I mean, literally, it is an antiquated system of connection. It's a analog jack, not a digital jack. It, it, it made no sense to continue on. It had to go away at some point, and Apple chose that moment, and that's what companies do that are leaders. And so it was courageous, and Phil was absolutely right in saying the, what he did say, and perhaps it was misinterpreted by outsiders who don't really track what truly the ethos of this company is about. Steve Jobs' ethos haunts that company, and it will always to a certain extent. And it's the echoing of Steve Jobs, and, and rightly so. So Phil Schiller was a, a deep friend of Steve, and they communicated on this level like Johnny Ive and, and, and all the other folks there for, for decades. So they know each other, and they speak that language. Now, I presented the notion that the 3.5-millimeter uh, audio jack would be removed in 2011. And uh, I really knew about it before that. And I had dozens of patents to support my case. Uh, there was you a, predicted an, it was going to be removed in 2011? Or you predicted yes. it in 2011? In, in 2011, I predicted that uh, oh, either yeah. iPhone, iPhone 6 or iPhone 7 will have the jack removed entirely. How did you think uh, the Beats acquisition, did that play into this? Did they, did they expedite that faster because of it? Was it a big yeah. master plan, do you think? Yes, Yes. Uh, I uh, Two weeks before Beats was acquired, there were rumors that Apple might acquire Beats. I presented a core article on why would Apple want to acquire Beats. The very first thing I said, the very first uh, paragraph, is because the 3.5 millimeter jack is going away. And, uh, and again, I got ridiculed, slagged 
insulted, called a heretic, uh, a crazy person. I was also called that in 2011. I had executives at major payment companies and and uh, startup payment companies tell me I'm crazy. You're crazy, Brian. It's never going to happen. I said, please, plan for this. Humor me. Uh, 2012, you know, it's coming. 2013, hey, time to really start planning. As we moved into 2015, I applied the pressure publicly as much as I could. I did this privately, but, you know, they laugh at you privately. So you put it out in the public record and you make it very uh, uh, very clear, demarcation. If you love a company, that's what I do. These payment companies, I actually love. A lot of, a lot of people say you're insulting them. No, I'm, I love them. I want to see them succeed. Well, one payment company on uh, September 7th, 2016 who relied upon the 3.5 millimeter jack in their entire business model to exist on the iPhone was ill-prepared, ill-advised. Which company? Uh, Square? That would be Square, yeah. And, and um, uh, you know, people who have been following me know that I have a hidden agenda. My agenda is I love Square, and I love to see them do better. And, um, you know, they don't listen to me. So they didn't listen. And I, I, I worked diligently to try... Uh, you know, behind the scenes for them to have a device or a solution ready day one so that the optics and the narrative would go in their favor to say, oh, yes, we predicted this would happen. And, uh, you know, on September 7th, 2016, uh, we have this remedial device ready. Instead, they were hyper reacting and saying, well, there's a cord in the box. Well, the person who put out that narrative never tried this. At the Apple event, I took a Square card reader, and I wasn't allowed to film this. I was specifically told by Apple security beforehand, I can't do this type of demo. They know me. I mean, uh, and I was more than willing, and they're more than happy to hang out with me. We had a great time. Their reader in the in uh, inbox uh, uh, Apple uh, lightning cable to 3.5 millimeter uh, female jack, and I tried to perform a Square-type transaction. The uh, transverse force is about 15 foot-pounds in either direction. So you have to oppose that 15 foot-pounds of force, and this has to do with the resistance and uh, the contact necessary to read that card. But there's also the amount of time you have to read that card across this transverse force. It's got to happen around five to eight seconds. If you're less than that, it won't read, and if you're more than that, it won't read. So there's about 15 foot-pounds to, to anchor... 15 foot-pounds of transverse force, you need a surface area that's larger than the pin of the female jack on the extension cable Apple gives you. Then one would argue, okay, you hold the square device. Well, most of the square device, the card is sitting in. So I imagine if somebody has one of these, put it in your hand and imagine trying to anchor that without getting your, your hand cut by the movement of 15 foot-pounds transverse force across the sensitive skin between your thumb and uh index finger it hurts so I so basically it's long gone they're not coming back with it anytime soon well, basically yes. the and, world and, just and needs to adapt courageous. to that it was courageous companies are going to be caught short companies that work with me and uh and there are quite a few and i'm, I'm honored uh, honored that they uh in fact if you read my very first article about this on quora in 2011 the very first thing is a company contacted me via quora and wanted my insights now, about what the future would be. Brian, is there, is there an adapter from the, the, the jack in the phone, the power the yes. power cord to an iPhone, or sorry, to headphones? 
Because I'm thinking, yeah, I, so go the, like, I go on the I go on flight, two. and Bose, the QC15, noise canceling, those things are amazing. They will work. And they're only going to have a jack. Okay, so they're going to work. They're all going to be able to plug yeah. in. Okay, so it's really not that big of a deal because it, you can still no, use it. No, it isn't. Yeah. No, it isn't. It is a reason to bellyache. It's a reason to try to look more intellectual than Apple. It, it, it's classic. We, we, most of the people bellyaching will never own an Apple product anyway. And some of the experts that are bellyaching are not happy with Apple not radically changing the exterior look, not just the engine. It's like, you know, you put in a, a Porsche engine into your new Porsche. Instead of six cylinders, it has 12 cylinders. And you get mad because the body styling looks exactly the same. Some of these Apple uh, fan people and experts and journalists are angry because the body stylings didn't change the fins. You huh. know, And um, we'll talk in, in, in a minute about what my belief is why we don't see a new uh, body styling. It's because Apple is going to choose a new material science uh, uh, technology. Yeah, let me ask. You wrote an amazing post on this on Quora called What Will the iPhone 8 Be Made Of? And one word summarizes it, zircon- zirconium. And what, can you summarize <laughs> why you think zirconium is their core focus for the future and why it will impact our lives? Well, there was a famous uh, Dustin Hoffman movie in uh, the 1960s, I believe, um, and uh, – this guy came up to him at a party and, and he had just graduated college and he said, Hey, my friend, you want to get involved in plastics? Plastics is the future, right? And, uh, at that epoch, yes, it was in the future from this epoch moving forward, it's composite materials, uh, whether that be nanoparticles, whether that be, uh, carbon fiber, uh, uh, nanoparticles, which we see some of the, um, stealth aircraft made of, uh, they're not made of aluminum. They're they're uh, you know essentially epoxy and nanoparticles and um, you know other types of uh, of fibers. Uh, ceramics are another advanced material science, and zirconia is extremely hard uh, uh, metal when used in a ceramics environment. Zirconia is also uh, in a very effective uh, heat dissipator. I uh, wrote in that piece about the shuttle tiles being made of silica um, uh, ceramics to dissipate over 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit on the exterior while re-entry of the orbital vehicle. Hmm, that and makes the me feel better. To the yeah, the aluminum skin, uh, which can only get as hot as 350 degrees, and then the pilots inside who are uh, a nice balmy uh, 81 degrees average when they re-enter because of all the other remediation. Let me, let me so, ask you this, Brian. How big yeah. of an impact does Apple have in its choice of materials? Are they carving Huge. out new mines? I mean, are we changing the face of where do we get, just get zirconium? Is that, I'd imagine they must <laughs> be using a tremendous amount of this. This stuff uh, zirconia is the actually world at some point. No, no, it is not. Zirconia is, has has no possibility of being reduced. It's not. It's not that that exotic of a uh, of a of a metal. It, in fact, it's um, uh, it's 
in my view, the way Apple is going to produce these items, it's recyclable to 100 percentile by breaking it down uh, chemically. It, it, it may not be perfectly clean, but I think Apple may find a way to make it a very clean breakdown process, perhaps with less energy and less chemical footprint than recycling aluminum. See, the aluminum body, unibody on the uh, iPhone, if recycled, and on the um, iPad and the uh, MacBook uh, products, their aluminum, aluminum uh, as a... Uh, Sir Johnny Ive would say, I can't say it very well, but he says it beautifully, beautifully. Anyway, I, I'm going to miss that. And I wrote that in the article. But let me let me ask know, uh, Faisal. Recycling, it takes more energy to, to melt and smelt aluminum right. than, uh, than in some cases it's worth uh, than mining. But the ideal world, you take the, uh, the, the Apple Watch version 2 and you return it, melt it down, and they make it into a version 3. That'd be a great world. Well, that's pretty much what's happening at this point. Faisal, uh, uh, let me ask, are you going to purchase the iPhone 7? I assume you're rolling with an iPhone now. What, do you, what are you currently using? And are you going I to purchase have the, the 7? I have the first generation iPhone 6, so if that's the correct way of putting and it. It's you, the one without the, without the pressure point one. Yes, okay. I am. I was actually going to upgrade to an iPhone 6 uh, S plus, but then I decided to wait for this one. So I'm yeah, absolutely. I will be. What's will the be. What's the biggest advantage? Why Why upgrade? Speed. Uh, I need a bigger. I really don't give a crap about speed. This you know the I hardly use my phone other than for social media or something like that. But uh, mostly, you know, the bigger screen. Uh, I need both an Apple and an Android because I test applications out. So I need both of them, um, and I just was sick and tired of carrying the small one around and everyone kept telling me well don't you have pressure point on your screen i said no i have the old one you know yeah force touch is is is, <laughs> is a future you know um I, i'm getting it for the camera primarily uh, and I, I i subscribe to apple's every year upgrade program which is going to make oh, really yeah. great sense uh, oh you for- haven't you have a good instagram account brian instagram why oh brian oh, takes oh, great no, no, pictures oh no, no, no i get you yeah i it, i gotta tell you this the, um, the the beauty of that camera, uh, when I tested it, is absolutely mind blowing. I have SLRs. I've, you know, I'm not exactly a. But I'll uh, tell you one thing. I mean, no matter no matter what you say, the the camera output of the, for example, the Samsung Galaxy Seven S Seven is just amazing. It is just too good, you know. Just don't take it uh, in an airplane uh, right now. <laughs> Well, that's the Note Seven. So I know. I'm joking. I'm joking. Yes, the S Seven. The hoverboard is okay. battery issue. Uh, yeah. So, so let's look at defensible positions and technology. Why is Apple investing so much research into material sciences? Well, the reason is not just to make a defensible moat, but to actually advance the technology. The organic design language that is going to surround. I- injection molded or or otherwise shaped ceramics is going to be tremendous when you hold a device made of these materials in your hand you'll start realizing why i'm saying it's an organic design language because you can get much more human with the way you design these things so my prediction is it's going to mold into the screen in a manner that we've never seen before. I'm also predicting it's going to be portless, that unfortunately people are going to get very angry. The lightning uh, connector is going away also. There's no reason to have that. I, I believe induction charging is going to come. I believe optical connections are going to uh, replace 
uh, these um, uh, you know contact connections that we're used to. There's a patent I cited in that iPhone 8 piece that talks about an optical lightning connector that's magnetically uh, using a MagSafe connector on the exterior of an iPhone. You literally have a patent image from four, three years ago, four years ago, that shows a MagSafe connector with an optical uh, channel connecting to the exterior of an iPhone. That is brilliant. And why an optical connector? Well, let's talk about backing up your entire iPhone in about 12 seconds. Let's talk about downloading all your pictures in about three or four seconds with a 12 megapixel camera. With the contact channels, even with lightning, we've reached the arc of its capability of speed. Optical is the next generation. So if Apple is wise, and I again, this is the only thing I'm waffling on in, in iPhone 8, but if they're wise, they will make the big leap and go optical connector and completely hermetically seal this device. The reason we take off the ports is a multitude, but sealing the device to make it completely impervious to dust and water is definitely a reason. iPhone 7 is water resistant and it's about time. What that means is you can drop it in a pool or like some of my friends have in a fold uh, toilet uh, at a bar in the middle of the night. Uh, I don't even want to go down that road, but I saw somebody with hands <laughs> covered. Shit happens. An iPhone. Yeah, shit happens. Let's put it that way. Um, so, so, it's a defensible moat because it is going to be nearly impossible for competitors to move as briskly as Apple has in material sciences in utilizing these new composite uh, ceramics. There is patented protections around it. There is a moat of technology that is just unavailable on a mass scale that will stop the, the uh, competitors from keeping up. Apple is on a on a spring and as they innovate they're adopting existing technologies have no mistake apple doesn't necessarily invent these new technologies they embrace and extend them and they popularize them apple didn't invent invent usb but they embraced and extended it they didn't invent the optical drive but they embraced it and extended it they didn't invent the 3.5 uh floppy Sony did, but they embraced and extended it. So, you know, some people would argue that's not innovation. That is also a part of innovation when you're creating a product. A product innovation isn't just about invention and patenting and uh, whole cloth creation. It's about embracing technologies and curating those technologies in a manner that is pleasing for the consumer to vote with with their wallet. So, Brian, uh, what go ahead, and, finish that thought. I'll say, so what I'm saying is, with material sciences, Apple is going to answer the critics of why isn't it innovative enough? Why isn't it innovative enough? Why does the iPhone... The reason it happened that the iPhone 7 is not made of sapphire is because a company called GT Technologies had promised Apple that they could make sapphire in abundant quantities with high yields and almost zero imperfections. The iPhone 6 or 7 would have been a sapphire phone, essentially encased in sapphire. It didn't happen. GT Technologies did not meet their goal. GT went bankrupt. Apple had to create a plan B. My belief, and I assert this to be, we'll see in a year from now, 
that the uh, iPhone 8 will be using a new material, and that would be primarily zirconian uh, crystalline structures in ceramic with alunima and maybe aluminum nitride uh, to help conduct heat away. And i got to make this point because people are going why, crazy about this. Why, why uh, are people? I'm curious what the – maybe I'm just missing it. What, what's the implications with the, the user? Is there a, a strong oh difference God. in – because I feel like most people just they know rose gold, black, white, but it doesn't go much deeper than that. Is there? Is that? Yeah, is I mean, I, I don't think so. Anyone's going to say, "Oh, look, I have a zirconium phone," you know, or a, no. a piano finish plastic or something like that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about functionality. Yeah, it's a cool thing to have. You know, people are dropping these phones well, left, right, and center. They they're going to be more durable. They won't bend and flex. Remember Bendgate? The the Bendgate yeah, issue yeah. was because we stretched the limits of how the transverse uh, transverse force along aluminum on a horizontal plane uh, and and the uh, vertical aluminium plane. aluminium uh, aluminium right. Uh, we we stretched the ability, uh, and they they they've done better. In, in, you know, in, personally, in if personally, I, I would rather that all these phone manufacturers have a moratorium. Phones should be released once every three, if not four years, you know, <laughs> Olympic years, uh, to say, you know, just to keep up, um, uh, uh, you know, check and as to when the next phone is coming out, you is know, it Olympics it, yet, you know, yeah. Okay. This year, the phone's coming. Out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Uh, but I got to make this point about heat transfer. Okay. So the shuttle tiles resist heat. Therefore, anything hot inside is going to not dissipate that heat efficiently, conduct the heat, actually, and then dissipate it. Well, I, a lot of people argued with me that uh, zirconia uh, ceramics are actually an extremely uh, great insulator of heat, meaning that the hot electronics inside would cook themselves. They're absolutely right. And that is exactly why the Apple Watch uses another element called alunima. Alunima is obviously related to aluminum. And alunima is high in conduction of heat and dissipation of heat. And then uh, the ultimate, the highest conductor in a ceramic is aluminum nitride. Uh, and uh, by using aluminum nitride, you have the ability to conduct heat better than any aluminum product alone, any steel product. And if Apple dopes this uh, uh, matrix with aluminum nitride, you are going to see an incredible uh, radiator of heat. Why is that important? We are making bigger and more high-resolution displays, pushing more pixels, more nits on the screen than ever before. To get that capability, you're putting devices that will heat up effectively to almost four to 500 degrees in a space that's fitting inside your pocket. That is, that's how we convection. keep Moore's law going. Um, all right, so that's now right. let's let's shift from what the device is to how we utilize it. From material, from material sciences, let's go to hacks, life hacks, life so, hacks. Uh, so, the, uh, so, we, so, so we were discussing one thing, Brian. You know, we saw your answer. It was a pretty long answer that you have on Cora, and you know, obviously, we were asking Mike and I as to how you are composing it, but then above all, we were asking, well, how do you make sure that you have all the information in the right place? What do you do to keep all the information in the right place? What if uh, something goes wrong tomorrow with your hard disk, et cetera? So let's start with you. How do you place your information so that you have it? Are you one of those guys who has a bunch of hard disks lying around? And Brian, <laughs> don't say you keep everything in your head, otherwise uh, I will kill you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wonderful question, uh, gentlemen. All right, so... I'm I'm a I'm an edge case on a lot of this. 
I believe in serendipity and serendipity requires chaos in your life. So in, in a sense, I'm very schizophrenic. I'll show you both sides of it. Uh, if you were to view my library I'm sitting in right now, it is a, an expression of chaos. And uh, I feel comfortable. So can, we, can we expect a pit, you to take a picture with your iPhone? Room Raiders of Brian's uh, work. At, so, at some point. There, there's things in here right now I don't want people to see because I okay, think. Okay, come on, Brian. No, there, can, there, you, there, are, there are things I'm working on that I think are going to be absolutely phenomenal. You can pixelate it out. Yeah, that would be hard. It, it spans the length of the library right now. Let's just put it that way. I will. I will. I will toys. at some point. There are some people that have pictures. Anyway, um, so you need organized chaos in your life to be serendipitous. If you're too organized, if you're too contained with your information, uh, it is hard to be creative. And I, I, throughout my life, I've forced myself to understand where creativity comes from and how to covet that creativity. All right, that's one side. The other side is organization of your research notes. And I gotta say that um, originally I wasn't so organized. Um, prior to, you know, I, I believed myself to be going into the university uh, in Princeton for quantum physics. I never quite did that, but I studied it immensely and I did take courses at the university as a high school student with quantum physics. One thing that I did attain to was research notes uh, uh, to create the proper empirical studies. And it had a magical effect on my life because I use all of those skills to this day. And there was only two courses, but it forced me into a mindset. So what I do is I try to find ways to footnote while I'm writing at the same time and uh, while I'm coming up with thoughts and ideas. And the only way I can do that effectively prior to uh, the new Apple notes was Evernote or old fashioned spreadsheets or databases, FileMaker back in the early days on Apple iOS, sorry, on Apple OS 9 uh, file, uh, FileMaker. I used to, I'm a FileMaker fiend even to this day. But organizing these notes are important because if you're going to make an assertion and you want to be the first and last word on that assertion, you better have your research notes uh, demonstrable and available. And I uh, have become semi-famous over my footnoting. And a lot of people made fun of it, but uh, now I think it's very apparent why I do that. When I was making my predictions about the 3.5 millimeter jack, uh, I was in 2011. You should see a lot of people erase what they said. Uh, you should see some of the very famous people. Uh, so you keep comments. all your notes uh, just on, do you use paper pencil or do you yes. use a system okay. for? Yes. So for my research notes on the voice, um, voice first re re uh, revolution or the, um, what I call the voice manifesto, uh, that's all typewritten and it's typewritten for a purpose. Uh, I never wanted to commit that digitally anywhere for a lot of reasons. Uh, some of it's paranoia. Uh, some of it is just therapeutic. Uh, it, it literally, when you're typing in a so uh, analog fashion. Do you scan your voice notes, uh, your, your, your yeah. scribble notes? Yes. Yeah, some of my notes are definitely scanned. I do not write anywhere near like I used to before. I do like some advanced um uh, you know, uh, digital pens, although I'm not using them much anymore. I used mm -hmm. to use tablets to make notes, things like that. I use I, uh, the new um, iOS I tell you, if you ever notes. invest in a LifeScribe pen, you will never go back. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, it it's is magical. Prob probably the, 
I don't know why it's still a hidden secret in the world, but it's probably the best thing ever you could gift yourself with. I, absolutely. Ever. And, and, and what, right what there, are you, are you, you using it? You for... just made a life hack right there. That is a perfect uh, productivity Mike, Mike, life you, hack right there. Do you know? Do you know what a life scribe pen? I think so, but not really. I don't use it. So LifeScribe pen is a pen that works on a special dotted uh, paper, and it knows exactly where you're starting from, what you're doing. It will it will recreate and play on the digital uh, computer exactly the way you were taking notes. You can even draw a piano and then hit the keys and it'll actually play the music. You can write 4 plus 7 and it'll tell you that 4 plus 7 is Oh, right. that's awesome. <laughs> It has it has a camera built in. It's great for note taking. It'll do audio, video. It does every single thing. Uh, the way I do, I mean, I write more than I type actually, and I type a lot, right? But I write, I scribble notes because it's the easiest way. It doesn't keep me distracted. It's natural. And then once I'm done, I'll just scan it, um, take a picture of it, tag it, and put it into Evernote. And you can uh, PDF it, can't you? I, I think uh, it allows you I mean, to yeah, export. No, yeah, it can. I mean, you can do OCR if you're a premium member. But what I re- basically do, I'll, I'll take all my notes, but I'll make sure that the, at the very top, if I'm saying, okay, this is around the coin, I'll write around the coin, I'll put the date, I'll just take a snap a picture from my phone or something and put it into Evernote and then tag it appropriately. You know, around the coin notes dated, you know, September 11th, 2016, et cetera. Exactly. Yeah. Th- th- and, and another thing I would give uh, as a tip is use your camera. Uh, you can use your camera and you can buy some of these free facts. Uh, again, this sounds antiquated. Oh, I use you- my camera a lot. I don't know if you know, there's a thing called Stan Stan. Yeah, oh. yeah. All right. Yeah, scanners, right? So you can make huh. it into a black and white diagram looking like a fax or a scan. And you take a picture of that, uh, of, a, of a book or your notes, and you can use any of your graphic tools to circle and red highlight the things that you want. And you, you say that them. and you annotate them. I use that a lot for research notes. In fact, one of the projects I'm working on right now is going deep, deep, deep into um, some old patents, and I'm pulling out literally paper patents from uh, from library um, uh, library. Mike, materials. what about you? Are you a pencil on a paper guy? Yeah, how do you? Keep no, it? I yeah, I think a lot about it. I certainly have evolved over the years from not doing anything, which I think is the default for most people to creating simple to-do lists, which I would say maybe half to three quarters of people do, which is just, what do I want to get done today? And it ranges from three items to 10 items. And then I've, I've kind of branched into really figuring out Evernote. I think Evernote's a great tool. It's, yeah, it's I, popular, I believe it. Me too. It also, I, I think f- it's the best thing. The flaws, it's not really templated for, you know, it's very open-ended. You can kind of, it has tags, it has folders and it's not perfect in the way it it syncs but it really does a great job of allowing you to construct your own template for what works so what i do is in one of the folders i have called daily notes i literally have every day of the week drawn out from september september uh 9th was the last one on friday all the way Mm -hmm. back until i have 2012 so since 2012 how many notes how many notes um how do i find out how many notes (laughs) <laughs> Scroll, highlight all 1036 wow so uh so cool. basically i just take every day and then i copy and paste it and put it into the next day and i'll eliminate things off the list as i go but i'll always have a, a record of everything i was working on every day of my life since 2012 and i'll break them out into different sections the sections on top say 
uh, for me, it's actually my, my Ironman schedule. So whether I'm going to run, uh, bike, swim, mm-hmm. right below I have the things I want to get done. So uh, important, I have the things that those are top of mind things that I want to get done like urgently. Then the non-urgent but important things. And then the urgent but non-important things. So they're, they're slightly different. So like an example would be buy this pen that you guys are talking about. That's not an urgent thing. It's not that important. So it goes, goes to the semi-bottom of the list of my bike. I actually have a bike. Ca- you know when you're walking around and you realize, oh, I have to get you know, a new toothbrush or I have to buy a mm-hmm. charger for my car. And I, so I have a little list that's things I want to buy later, just like things you want to read later or things you want to write later. Um, so basically how – I think the, the really the – there's, there's a lot of books on this. A great one is called Getting Things Done. Um, we'll include that in the show notes. But it really is around how to, how to capture everything in your life and not let anything slip through the cracks, whether it be communication, you know, I, I, I things you I used to, to have all these things. You know, I used to use Google Docs, used to use Evernote, used to use Dropbox, used to use so many things. But I've, I spent a lot of time figuring Evernotes out. And now I, you know, all my tweets that I favorite go into Evernote. Everything that I see on the internet, I will assume that I will never run into this article again. I save it into Evernote. Uh, Right now, yeah, if I, I look at it, same. right yeah, now, if I look at it, 155,494 notes. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Wow. And what's your, <laughs> well, what's you your know, system, Faisal? So the, the Evernote, everything goes into Evernote. But if I were to, if I were to, if you were to teach someone just the high level of, of what you're doing in Evernote, are you? So I, I, uh, for example, all the Quora answers you see, I write them on Evernote. Or when I talk talk to clients, Paul, Paul, I'm right. You, you compose in Evernote, and and then and then everything in Evernote. Wow. Don't you find the powerful. don't you find that the templating it kind of screws up sometimes? Where especially I never, find never never Evernote the only, to the only, Google. The only time the templates really screw up is when you transfer do a to and fro from Microsoft environments, Word or Excel. You know. Uh, but otherwise, if I uh, compose in, in Evernote, for example, let's say we, I, I am on a call with a client, I'll be taking tons of notes on paper, I'll make a very immediate guess, you know, this is too much to type, I'll just take a snapshot of it, put it into Evernote, write some notes, you know, tag it, that's it. Um, all my question answers I put over here, all my tweets that I favorite, which is now the word like, automatically because of IFTTT, they'll come into Evernote. Um, all the bookmarks are in Evernote. Every single wow. article I look at and I read, I just go to Simplified Article, push it to Evernote. It's there. So and I can how, search. How often are you recalling these? Because that's what I always find the test, the true test of my efficiency is when I write this stuff down, I have to be mm-hmm. able to recall it and use it for something in the future. Otherwise, it's just pointless storage. Yeah. So you have to, the one thing you have to get used to with Evernote is you have to come up with two things. You have to come up with your own taxonomy, right? So you have to understand that if it's a login credential I'm looking for, everything that I, when I sign up will be, you know, it will be like, for example, Google login credentials. So the word login credentials will bring all my login IDs, right? If it's something where I'm taking notes, you have to tag it. Tagging is the is a pain in the ass in any software, right? But if you learn to tag it properly, you will find it. It is so easy. And and the the thing that people don't understand is Evernote is not just notes. It has notebooks. You know, so there are notebooks for clients, there are notebooks for work, there are notebooks for projects, and notebooks for 
uh, the podcast, for everything, there's a notebook, right? And I and I place material inside it. Everything goes into Evernote. It's just made life so easy for me. You know, the interesting thing is, uh, I, I same on Evernote, um, is Apple Notes have actually become extremely powerful under the new Mac OS and uh, iOS 10. The ability to share notes across all platforms, the ability at an operating system level to share anything to your notepad is extremely powerful. I can tell you that since being on iOS 10 for, I don't know, quite a few months and Mac, uh, uh, the new Mac OS, I have probably used that more than anything. And it's bizarre, the things that you can save to notes. Uh, it's not necessarily logical. I mean, things like videos can be shared into the notes, um, uh, anything that you would normally be able to pull up the uh, indigenous iOS you share know- screen. I mean, Apple Notes is now really taking a lot of share away from Evernote because, you know, the, the people feel it's just a natural gel to the entire Apple uh, ecosystem. But one thing that I like about Evernote is there's the ability to record, right? So you yeah. can just hit the recorder Absolutely. button, you know, give, leave a voice memo for something, and you can always revisit mm. it. It is just so good, you know? Do you, if you really, Faisal, let me, let me ask you. Go ahead, finish that thought. No, no, I, I mean, I use it a lot, right? So sometimes there's certain things you don't want to type because, you know, you're tired, whatever. I'll just, you know, I'm always wearing a headphone. How, how, how much voice do you use? How many how many voice notes? Because I do a lot of voice notes. How many voice uh, notes do you take 2,000, 2,000, oh 2,393 <laughs> voice notes. How right do you know now. that? Do you have a, do, do you uh, split it up yeah, by? You've got, got the voice. committed to memory. <laughs> No, no, I've, I've got it open. It. In, I've got it open in front of me, and my uh, voice notebook wow. is showing two thousand three hundred and ninety-three. Okay. So what about let's, text? Let's... What about uh, speech to text? Uh, are you concerned no, about no, that? No, 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 no. Never use that. Never. Okay. Wow. Uh, I yeah, use Brian, a lot of I feel that. like yeah, you would use that a lot. So Faisal, what? Rock me through your your folder. So you're so in kind of construction because this is where I feel like. People, so I have down. something. So I have uh, everything divided into obviously. If, if it's work within work, I have active clients, inactive clients, leads, materials within clients. I'll have my act. You know all the continents. So North America, North America. I have Canada and Canada. I'll have all my list of all my clients and their notes and everything. The documents at this end, the PDFs, the NDAs, the spreadsheets, everything. Oh, is you, in, store, is you store the files in there as well, like NDAs. Yeah, yeah. So this yeah, was replacing actually, Google Drive. This is you're not using any. Uh, so I have this, and I so I have two things. Um, I whatever I store in Evernote goes to Evernote. Then everything else I have um, Dropbox. Gotcha. Everything is in Dropbox. And do you connect it to? Do you have uh, links or something to reference? No, files? no. Dropbox is just where my files are. Because, but it's a pain in the ass trying to go to Dropbox and you know my documents and try to see where my NDAs is. I just type NDAs over here and it'll come in. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to do housework, right? And you have to do the housekeeping. You have to tag it. You have to. If you're not going to tag it, you will not find it. Right, you're, right, right. You're giving it the chance, so and it, and it, and it's not that you're gonna get it right the first time around. It'll take some time before you you, you figure it out, right? Mm. Now you copy this locally also for backup. Is that right? No, nothing. You local. don't have any local local back. I would advise local backup. <laughs> Just uh, because cloud services, what if, I'm always what if, out Yeah, I know, but whatever I have on on my. Um, uh, Dropbox, I have it on Google Drive. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. 
So, so we, that's the only thing that I have to do. Are we protecting against the EMP? Yeah, when they will get well, EMP certified. You know, so this is <laughs> why I'm still. I, I'm still. I, I I have EMP certified. Remember, I write notes, my friend. On paper. I write paper. On paper. paper. Paper over plastic. Uh, wow. Yeah. More, I, I told you. I type more. I write more notes on paper than I do online. Wow. That is just mind-boggling to me because you write so much online. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I tell you because uh, the fact of the matter is that first of all, I was getting into this thing that, you know, I was, I had beautiful handwriting once. I was very proud to say that, but then I was losing it because I was just typing on the keyboard. And I, when I had to fill out an immigration form somewhere, I was just like, oh my God, look at the horrible handwriting. They just critiqued so you. They said, ooh, I don't know if we could let <laughs> no, you in. No, 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 they didn't. They didn't. But I did myself, you know, self-critiquing, right? So I went back to notes. It's just so much easier. You know, and I love and I love stationery, so I love writing on the notebooks, and I fill tons and tons of them. So and and I don't throw them away; I just archive them into a big chest that I have, a chest box. Mm. Uh, right, let me what let me ask you. Do you use a real pen? Yeah, yeah, I use a I use one of you know you know one of those uh, tri-colored or four-colored pens. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Green, yeah, yeah. Black, I thought yeah, you were going to say a, a feather See, fountain no, pen. No, 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 I, I no, 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 no. I literally use a fountain pen on things that I feel are important. Uh, I use and uh, I use cobalt towel. ink. It's crazy. A Uniball Acro, uh, which is one of the best oh, yeah. pens you can. Um, so Faisal, how do you Faisal? How do you handle? Oh, pen towel. Say someone says to you, uh, hey, Faisal, check out this article, and you're driving in your car or you're not available to do it right now. What do you do with that? With that article, say uh, it's a long. Who will tell, uh, first of all, I'm not driving the car much, but who who would tell me check out an article? WhatsApp, right? Either email or whatever. Once I get to my, I don't uh, look at articles or read articles on my mobile. Hardly ever do it. Uh, desktop, I'll come back. I look at the article. I'll bookmark it. The very second I bookmark it, so you bookmark it, it on all... where do you bookmark it? Uh, Chrome. Okay, so you're going to Chrome. So do you store a read later list on Chrome? Nope. Uh, I have one tab. So it's a, it's a, I, I don't, I rarely will keep something for read later. I will leave it open. I will, uh, so I'll leave all these tabs open. So let's say over the, over the course of the day, 20 people said read articles. I'll just put them on this one tab. And at the end of the day, Read for today. I'll oh, so, you the keep, so your tabs are your read later list. What if you're on the go? What if you can't open a tab? I don't read on the go. No, but say someone sends you 20, say you get 20 articles somehow, hypothetically, and you're traveling or you're on the go. How do you so that, capture that? Then I'll wait until, until my laptop gets opened up. I don't read otherwise. Okay. You know, I learned, I learned something from you, Mike, and I learned it from someone else. I actually set aside a time of day when I will actually do the reading. Yeah. I will not read, you know, every 20 minutes or 20, 17 minutes because everyone is sending me an article. I'll just save them up. And at, let's say, 11 p.m. at night, that's when I'll read. That's a good move. That's yeah. A really good and move. then, Faisal, let me ask you another question because uh, this, is, this is another thing I struggle with. So you're sending emails out. Say you're sending a ton of emails. Uh, Faisal's on a roll. And then you, want, you need responses from people. How do you track when people don't respond from someone that you want to engage with or talk with? How do you, what's, that, what's that trigger to – do you have a, a star or some way of knowing that they didn't uh, respond? Trello. Trello. So every email you send, you put in Trello? 
no, no. Every, uh, I don't look at it as email. It's an opportunity, right? Everything that I'm doing is something. Either it's a client lead or it's a project that I'm working on or it is something. I mean, if it warrants a reply from my end or their end, it will be on my Trello board. Got it. Okay. But for the... And my Trello is automatically linked to my Evernote. Maybe I just seem to send a ton of emails. Uh, so I always... Uh, there's a great tool I recently found called MixMatch. MixMatch. Max. It's kind of a No, use a Boomerang. Well, it's like Boomerang, only it's just supercharged. And it works better on the new inbox for uh, Google. Uh, so it, it can tell you... It'll, it does all the functionality Boomerang has, and then it has a ton of others. Um, and it merges really well with the new inbox. So I've been using that a lot and really, really happy with it. And the one thing I've learned lately, maybe about six months back, is when I'm on the computer, that's fine. When I'm on the mobile, I have all my notifications turned off. I mean, O-F-F. That's wow. it. This is writing I mode? Will... Or how do you break up your day? Do you have different times where you're reorganizing your desktop files yes. and then times you're just digging no, into? No, no, no. Everything is organized. I just, when I, when I get up in the day, I have my things to do. I prioritize it with respect to the effort it will take. The ones that require the most effort gets, you know, um, get done first. And over the day, you know, things will go out from the list, et cetera, et cetera. But when I'm writing or when I'm doing this thing, everything is off. I mean, there is no internet. I mean, there's no Facebooking. There is no Twitter. There's no nothing. People assume I'm on Facebook 24-7, but then I f they forget. I'm not just me. I have a little social media team with right. me. Right. You preload it? No. So th they, they work, right? So they're working behind the scenes. Yeah. They're researching articles. They're doing a lot of work. So. Um, Brian, how do you, what's, your, what's your method to, to the madness? How do you organize contact, uh, like uh, you know, your email system? Your, is it more of a free-flowing system, or do you feel like it's uh, quite structured? You mean for emails primarily or just in general? Sure, just in general. Okay, Wherever you well, put the most thought into it. I'll go into emails. Uh, I can tell you I still use Adura um, for a certain type of business email or, or from business colleagues. Adura is old. I mean, it's ancient. And I run a, um, a simulator of iOS 9 to get Adura to work. That's how, that's how tied to it I am. Uh, why do I like Adura? Because it has a supreme capability of dragging and dropping uh, across um, uh, many, many uh, different screens and fields. I've not found anything in uh, iOS 10 or in Windows that could do anything similar. So uh, I, I simulate uh, OS 9 for that use case. Uh, I use uh, a lot of other email programs, indigenous mail program to iOS and Mac OS. I certainly use uh, Gmail. I use Gmail primarily for its filtering capabilities and uh, and things of that nature. So, yeah, uh, email, I do that kind of stuff. For productivity in general, I can't stress enough how important voice is uh, to uh, text-to-speech voice. You know, um, so, yeah, it's a... It's a a lot of different things you can put together. Mm. Okay. Anyways, that's all the time we have today. So we have to wrap up. Mike, thank you very much for time. Brian, brilliant analysis as always on your Apple thank and you. your forecast. And we'll get the show up and we'll speak next week. All right, gentlemen, you take care. You take care. Bye-bye.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.